the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for a struggle session? Well, you better get ready because it's the latest craze, and we're going to tell you all about that in our second half hour. It's pretty interesting. And come to think of it, after you listen to this show today, you may actually feel obligated to throw yourself into a struggle session. I know I am. I'm feeling that almost every day. Anyway, uh, coming up after the break, we will talk about a lot of things, mostly stupid things being done and said by liberals. We will do that with the U.S. congressman from the 14th District, which includes where I'm coming to you from right now in Washington County. That would be Guy Reschenthaler. But uh, today is Friday, and you know what that means. And now it's time for the Jerk of the Week, starring John Steigerwald. Well, tough competition again this week. Uh, I think all of our previous winners have been famous people. But we have an anonymous winner this week. She made it on the show yesterday, actually, and I saw she made it on Tucker Carlson's show last night. It's a video. Uh, She must be so proud. It's a woman, and we don't see her face. It's based on what she says we can assume. Based on what she does say, uh, I think we can assume she's black. And on the video, you see three young white women finishing up a cleanup job on a downtown building, cleaning off some graffiti. When this woman comes upon them, all you see is her view through the driver's side at the three women, or of the three women, who, by the way, couldn't have been more pleasant, even though the unidentified woman said this. Why are you guys removing Black Lives Matter's graffiti? We're just trying to take hands. Yeah, we tried over there, and it wasn't coming off. It's still one of those coming off. But why do you want that to come off? But so you don't care about black lives then? Not at all. That's not at all. That's what this. We certainly do care about black lives. Uh, not enough to leave up a message. No. You don't disagree with the message, ma'am. It's just on the building. We're just trying to clean it. Great. Not not a great way to use your white privilege, ladies. Not a great. That's disgusting. Yeah, anybody who cleans graffiti off of a building is disgusting. Uh, you're supposed to leave it there if because the person who put it up there believes in what the graffiti says. Even if you don't, you still have to leave it there. Uh, no matter what it is, you have to leave it there, I guess. Anyway, uh, as I said in our uh, 5.30 segment, we're going to talk about struggle sessions. And you'll see uh, when you find out what one of those is that all three of those evil women who were taking that graffiti off the wall, should be forced to take part in one. The anonymous lady has been seen around the world because of her stupidity, and now she can tell everybody she's the Windows R Us Jerk of the Week. The Jerk of the Week is brought to you by Windows R Us, Pittsburgh's premier exterior replacement company. Expert repair and replacement for windows, roofs, siding, doors, gutters, and downspouts. Why pay double? Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. Thinking a lot about staying safe these days, Windows R Us Pittsburgh is no different. This is John Steigerwald. When it comes to working around your home, Windows R Us remains committed to the safety of you and your family. For roofs, gutters, and downspouts, siding, and of course windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can answer the call. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows R Us has earned its reputation as the area's premier exterior replacement company. And all work will be done in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines. If you've had
had damage, you may be eligible for free repair or replacement. Visit windowsrspittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. You'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. From a company that will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty, why pay double? Trust the area's premier exterior replacement company. That's windowsrspittsburgh.com. windowsrspittsburgh.com. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. Worried about deductibles and co-pays, dental or vision? How about elective procedures? Marley Financial has got you covered. This is John Stoggerwald. Marley Financial is now offering a new health savings account that can be used for anything health-related, anything, co-pays and deductibles, any prescription, even elective procedures. Marley's new turbocharged health savings account can set you free of high premiums and out-of-pocket expenses. There's even a company matching component that can provide two or even three to one in benefits. And because it's a contribution, not a premium, your value stays with you for the rest of your life. And if you recently lost your job and your health benefits, Marley has programs to get you the coverage you need when you need it most. Call Marley Financial today at 724-884-1496 and ask about their new turbocharged health savings account. That's 784 884 1496. Marley Financial, the most innovative agency in the marketplace at MarleyFG.com. Gold. It's soaring. Are you missing it? If you have an IRA or 401k, you probably are. Less than 1% hold physical gold. We've been told by Wall Street it's for crazy people. Really? What's crazy about an asset that beats stocks two to one? I'm Adam Barada, national best-selling author of the book, Gold is a Better Way, Owner of Advantage Gold, an Inc. 5000 member and highest rated gold IRA firm in the world. Gold is booming because gold is really about debt and global debt is a pandemic. If you have an IRA or 401k, I want to give you my book for free. That's right, free. Text GOLD to 49776. That's the word GOLD to 49776. Learn why gold will outperform pumped up stocks from this point forward. Turn your IRA into a wealth growth machine. Text the word GOLD to 49776. It's time to stop being crazy. Text GOLD to 49776. Warning, listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. Bad news for the Democrats and their friends in the media today. The economy gained two and a half million jobs in May. They were expected to lose, I think, a few million. And the unemployment rate dropped to 13.5%. It was predicted to go up to something like 16. Anyway, it seems pretty obvious that the Democrats and the media have been rooting for the economy to tank. This can't make them happy. But I know somebody who has to be really happy about it. That would be Guy Reschenthaler, U.S. uh, congressman from the 14th District. And he joins us now. Congressman, thanks for being here. John, thanks for having me on. And please, just call me Guy. Okay, Guy. I appreciate that. and when I, you know Guy Junker works for Channel 4? I mean, you know who he is? Of course. Yeah, we call him, we always call him Guy, you know, because of the hockey and French and all that. But anyway, I'll call you Guy. Um, <laughs> and that, that's, a, uh, that's a pretty good piece of news, though, to end the week with, isn't it? The, uh, the jobs number? It's a, great, it's a great piece of news. The fact that the economy is still so, so strong and we're, we're rebuilding after this pandemic. But the Democrats hate this president so much. And by extension, they hate his supporters this much that they rooted against these job reports. They wanted the economy to tank. They wanted unemployment rates above 20 percent because to them, they put politics above everything, even the health of the economy. 
So I'm glad that, that the job reports show that we're rebounding from this. Our fundamentals and in terms of economic uh, stance, our, economic, our fundamentals are still sound. So we're going to make a quick recovery. Let me tell you, a virus cannot kill the American dream. And despite all the cheering from the left and the, the wishing that we would tank, the left cannot kill this red hot economy. No, they're, they're trying, but there are so many other things to, to run by here. I don't, don't even know where to start, but how about this? Uh, let's go with defunding the police. Now, at first, that sounded like something coming from the, the lunatic fringe, but it seems to be gaining popularity among the Democrats. Should we be surprised? I mean, is it, are they actually serious about this? I mean, there are, there are government officials now saying that, you know, it might not be a bad idea. Well, you're talking about the fringe. Let's get one thing straight. The fringe is now in control of the Democrat Party. The Democrat Party of JFK no longer exists. This is no longer the party of your grandfather. This is not your grandfather's Democrat Party. So we've seen uh, Democrat governors and uh, Democrat mayors across the country call for defunding the police, and they're taking actions to do this. In fact, Mayor Garcetti of Los Angeles has already said they're going to take, I believe, $150 million out of the police department and, and spread it out uh, elsewhere. Defunding the pol- police is dangerous. And frankly, it's counterproductive. What we need is we need more resources to police. If you want to stop these issues, let's have some training. Let's, let's beef up training and, and um, have, have more resources for the police. Let's look at funding them for mental health and suicide prevention, PTSD. Right now, police are much more likely to die by suicide than in the line of duty. That's startling. So let's get them the resources they need to keep good mental health as well. So defunding the police is extreme, but this it should not be shocking because the Democrat Party is an extreme party. Yeah, there's been a lot of discussion about systemic racism uh, when it comes to law enforcement, especially since the, the death of uh, George Floyd. But the biggest problems uh, and the most complaints uh, from uh, blacks uh, come from urban areas, and just about every major city uh, has been controlled by Democrats for 50 years. It's 70 years here in Pittsburgh. So how can Republicans, um, you know, direct the focus on that, redirect it, I guess, and, and make the Democrats have to defend it? They're out there screaming about systemic racism, and they're in charge of where, if there is racism, they're in charge of where it's uh, flourishing. Right. Well, we've got to look at the case by case example. So I think that in George Floyd's case, what happened to him was an absolute travesty. And if you look at it again on a case by case basis, all four police officers involved in the killing of, of that civilian, they're all arrested right now. They're all in pretrial confinement. And I'm more than willing to bet that the lead officer on that on that scene is probably going to get tried for murder. What degree? I don't know. But justice will have it have its day in the court of law. Uh, Attorney General Barr has already sent in resources from uh, from the federal government into uh, into the city to make sure that everything's uh, being taken care of. And additionally, you're going to see a civil lawsuit from uh, Mr. Floyd's family that's going to seek justice. Although we can never bring anybody back, there will be justice both in the criminal courtroom and in our civil justice system as well. But but looking elsewhere, these reckless ideas, these reckless notions of actually promoting the riots is scary. You know, you know, there's there's three groups of people here. You have peaceful protesters and they deserve our compassion, our empathy and frankly, our support because they're trying to get justice for a man that was killed uh, by police. So there's that group. Then you have these other two groups that are leading the chaos. You have Antifa, anarchists that are coming in. They're really militarizing these movements. They're creating a lot of issues. And then you have the opportunists, those that are engaged in rioting and looting just so they can steal people's personal property and engage in vandalism. What's a shame is that the anarchists, Antifa, the rioters and looters are diluting the the good message and uh, the peaceful protests that are going on. And um, how do you feel about the, the videos we're seeing of, of, um, of law enforcement people kneeling at the request well, of indiv- the people they're, they're, they're trying to, I guess, control? Right. Individual officers are put in a really tough position. You know, a lot of them, they, they risk their lives literally every day. They don't know 
when they're going to come up on the car for a speeding uh, violation or traffic stop, they don't know if they're going to give that, that person a ticket, talk to them, or if that person's going to pull a gun. Like, I was a, a defense attorney in the United States Navy. I prosecuted terrorists in Iraq. I was a district judge for a period of time here in southwestern Pennsylvania. I've worked with a lot of police, and they're in a tough position. Uh, I think that they deserve the public support. And surely, if there's a bad police officer, then they should uh, face criminal justice and uh, civil justice as well. But your average rank-and-file police officer is trying to do the right thing. He's out there to, he or she is out there to serve others. They deserve our respect and our admiration. We're talking to Guy Reschenthaler. He's U.S. congressman from the 14th District. Uh, Rasmussen, I don't know if you know this or not. It just came out today, I guess, which, uh, by the way, is the most accurate poll in 2016. It says President Trump's approval record among blacks is up to 40 percent. Uh, we've got five months left until the election. Can Republicans actually uh, you know, make some serious gains with black voters this time? We've made serious gains. We've also made serious gains with Hispanic voters, and there's a lot of reasons for that. For one, the unemployment rates before this pandemic were at record lows for minorities. Since we've been calculating unemployment rates, they're at record lows for Hispanics and African Americans. That's one. Two, the Democrats for decades have talked about criminal justice reform, but it's this president and Republicans in Washington, D.C., and state legislators every, legislatures everywhere that are actually enacting criminal justice reform. So we have, we have actually shown results both economically and to reform our criminal justice system. And, um, and also there's a law and order aspect of all this, too. Your average person does not like lawlessness. They don't like illegal immigrants crossing the border. They don't like sanctuary cities, which is a dangerous policy. Um, they don't like rioting and looting. If President Trump positions himself as a law and order candidate, which he is, and Republicans present themselves as law and order candidates, which they are, President Trump will win re-election. Republicans will take back the House and retain the Senate. This, this has the making of being a huge Republican wave year, and largely because the Democrats cannot help themselves. Every time there's an issue, they tack far to the left. They appease that far radical base. And more and more of their members are from the social justice warrior, the social Democrat caucus, not your old rank and file blue dog Democrat. It's destroying the Republican, destroying the Democrat Party and it's propelling the Republican Party forward. Uh, and, and Nancy Pelosi came out with the most expensive bill ever to pass the House a couple of weeks ago. I, I believe every Republican voted against it. What did she try to get through and how ridiculous was it? There was so much in that bill that was complete nonsense. It was supposed to be a bill to address the COVID pandemic. Very little in it did. There were bailouts to state, uh, taxpayer-funded health care to illegal immigrants. It would have federalized our election system. It would have mandated mail-in ballots. It would have uh, forbidden states to enforce voting ID laws. There was so much that was just absolute nonsense. and They thought they were being cute, calling it the HEROES Act. Well, I say it's only the HEROES Act if your heroes would be Che Guevara, Mao Zedong, and Stalin, because it was truly an attempt of a socialist takeover uh, of our elections and of uh, a large swath of our economy. The American people have, have had it with Nancy Pelosi and the far-left Democrats. And just look at Governor Wolf. Governor Wolf has completely overplayed his hand with this pandemic. He's the one that allowed, uh, that I'm sorry, that mandated that nursing homes accept uh, residents that had COVID-19 at the same time as health secretary, Dr. Levine took her own mother out of the nursing homes and took her and put her in a, uh, put her in a hotel. They're sick and tired of the fact that law abiding citizens are told not to work. They're, they're sick and tired of the draconian measures and it's going to backfire. You know, just, I yeah, never you thought were, uh, as somebody who's, yeah. Go, go ahead. Sorry. As somebody that studied political science, I never thought it would be possible to witness both anarchy and tyranny at the same time. But amazingly, that's what we have now in the state of Pennsylvania with Governor Wolf. Yeah, it feels like it. Um, you were in this uh, state Senate uh, before you went on to Congress, U.S. Congress. Um, uh, what's what's going on up there in Harrisburg right now uh, with the governor? And how, uh, you, you mentioned a little bit there, but uh, just in general, uh, how do you feel about the way that this um, whole thing has been handled by the governor? I'm absolutely disgusted by what Governor Wolf has done and how he's handled this pandemic. 
again, he's the one that had the, the requirement that nursing homes take in individuals that had uh, COVID-19. What we should have done, John, is we should have protected those in our nursing homes, quarantine nursing homes, because they're the most vulnerable population. We should have protected our hospitals, again, because they're, they're very vulnerable in terms of the members of the population. And then we should have had individuals with compromised immune systems self-quarantine. We could have had a nuanced approach. Instead, Governor Wolf and Secretary Levine sent COVID patients into nursing homes, which literally killed thousands, and then turned around and decimated our local economy. Our revenue in the state is going to drop because of his draconian, because of his draconian measures, because people are just not doing business at the level they were before. And then Wolf will then turn around and ask uh, members of Congress to bail out Pennsylvania because of these revenue shortfalls. It's truly madness. He has botched this from beginning to end. And I hear people saying, well, Democrats are now not supporting Governor Wolf. Well, that's a bunch of nonsense, too, because the House and the Senate of Pennsylvania voted to rein in this governor. And the vast majority of Democrats voted against those measures to bring some normalcy and sanity and nuance to to our response to COVID-19. After that bill passed and they voted against it, then they turn around and criticize the governor. When it was their turn to stand, when it was their time to stand up to this nonsense and have a veto-proof majority on that bill, they voted with Governor Wolf. So don't let anybody fool you. We've got to take the offensive in this election. We've got to vote uh, for Republicans for state senate, House, Congress, and the presidency. And uh, you're here in Washington County, where I am right now, because I'm doing the show from home. Still, I have been for the last I don't know six weeks, um, and the 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 thing that's bothered me through the whole thing is that and i i kept making fun of uh, what was happening up in warren county which uh is at the top of the state for people who don't know and and early a few weeks into the pandemic they had one case and then two weeks after that they had one more so they had to, far last i looked they had a total of two in the entire county uh you know a population of like 45,000 people and they were being treated the same as people in Montgomery County, I guess that's what down there near Philadelphia, or, or just people in the Philadelphia area, it, it's never made any sense to me. It's a, the, the, the try with a one-size-fits-all. It's absurdity. Governor Wolf tried to have this one-size-fits-all approach that might have been good for Philadelphia, and he imposed it all over the, the state. And even if you look in terms of counties, we're both from Washington County. There's a yeah. big difference between North Washington County and South Washington County. We needed a nuanced approach. But the best approach we could have had was the one that made the most sense. It was an approach that Sweden took. And by the way, Sweden's G- GDP has actually grown during this pandemic, while the re- rest of the Western world has actually shrunk. But what mm-hmm. they did is they protected the most vulnerable, and they allowed everybody else to conduct business as normal. We could have done that, and we could have saved thousands of lives for those who perished in nursing homes because of Governor Wolf's incompetence, and we would have saved so many of our businesses. Instead, Again, we've had we've had this one size fits all approach, which decimated our local economies, has crushed revenue in the state. And again, we had the be- we had the worst of both worlds because we had a decimated economy and we had literally thousands of deaths. Yeah, uh, finishing up here with uh, Guy Reschenthaler. He's the uh, congressman from the 14th district. Um, should there? How, how do you feel about invoking the Insurrection Act and calling in the military to deal with the rioting? Well, I think that the fact that President Trump said that he would consider invoking the Insurrection Act really quelled a lot of these riots. It was the feckless governors, the blue state governors and the uh, Democrat mayors who actually went out of their way almost to encourage the riots and the looters. Um, It was those um, Democrat governors and Democrat mayors who imposed a curfew on law-abiding citizens, yet had had, had the gall to sit on their hands and not enforce that curfew against the rioters and the looters. It was President Trump's law and order position, the fact that he said, if you governors and you mayors will not do anything to protect people and personal property, I will call in um, I will call in the feds to deal with this. That's when you saw the riots subside. So President Trump should be credited with these riots and the, the looting subsiding. The blame should go to these Democrat governors and Democrat mayors who, again, almost encouraged the rioting, encouraged the looting, and, and then infringed upon the rights and liberties of everyday law-abiding citizens by imposing a curfew like we're a bunch of middle school students. Yeah. Hey, hey Guy, I'm out of time. I really appreciate you being on. hope we can have it on you again, uh, have you on again. We have about five months to the election, so I'm up against a hard break, and i got to go. Thanks a lot for being on. Thank you, John. Stay healthy. 
All right, and that's Guy Reschenthaler. He's the U.S. Congressman from the 14th District, and we'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Minneapolis has agreed to ban chokeholds by police and to require officers to try to stop any other officers they see using improper force. New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio says the latest night of protest over the death of George Floyd were largely peaceful. De Blasio says the 8 p.m. curfew, though, will continue through Sunday as planned. U.S. forces carrying out two sets of airstrikes against the Taliban in western and southern Afghanistan. The strikes were the first following a brief ceasefire declared by the insurgents for a major Muslim holiday last month. Stocks closing out the week with a bang after a closely watched report on the jobs market surprised investors, employers adding 2.5 million jobs in May. The Dow gained 829 points today. The Nasdaq ahead 198. The S&P tacked on 81. This is SRN News. Jay Farner here, CEO of Rocket Mortgage. Making the right financial decisions has never been more important. When you turn to Rocket Mortgage, we can help guide you to those right decisions now, when they matter most. Mortgage rates are near historic lows, so now is a great time to call 8338-ROCKET. And if you need some extra money, a cash-out refinance could give you that financial boost you're looking for. Call today at 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com to learn more. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. Licensed in all 50 states. And MLS number 3030. Blue Star medicated ointment works fast to relieve the pain and itch of almost any skin irritation. It's amazing. It's like as soon as you put it on, you can feel it working. We've had Blue Star in the family for years. It works on everything. I love the cooling sensation on my athlete's foot. What a relief for my eczema. Nothing worked on my dry, cracked skin until I tried Blue Star. Blue Star is great for scalp itch. Look for the white box with the Blue Star in the first aid section. Feel Blue Star work fast for your money back. Dennis Prager believes we are living in sad times. It's worse than sad. The primary purpose of government to protect the individual is the last purpose from the left's point of view. The first purpose is to take away money and redistribute it is to gain power but not power to protect you it's so ironic the dennis prager show weekdays at noon right before sebastian gorka at three on am 1250 the answer we've lost count how many times the we know better crowd has proposed the pittsburgh allegheny county merger but the bad idea keeps popping up like a stubborn crop of dandelions that this dandelion keeps proliferating despite no public support suggests its deep roots still require treatment with the most powerful herbicide known to sound public policy, the facts. Learn more about this topic and others at AlleghenyInstitute.org, now celebrating 25 years of challenging conventional public policy wisdom. This is John Samick, owner of Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. All of our cleaning and disinfection services use hospital-grade, EPA-registered products. Contact us to provide peace of mind for your employees. The man, the yellow van, called Service Master. This is John Samick, owner of Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Our specialty cleaning services can provide the peace of mind your customers and employers need as your business reopens. Demand the yellow van. Call Service Master Greater Pittsburgh and schedule a consultation today. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Upon your passing, you wouldn't want a judge to decide who raises your children or how your estate gets divided. It is important to review your estate planning documents to ensure they protect what matters most. At Abernathy and Hagerman, we will work with you to establish an estate plan that nominates a guardian for your minor children and that your assets are used for your family's benefit. Judge for yourself. For legal help that lasts a lifetime, visit a-h.law. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart or radio.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. Liberty Tunnels, they are shut down with a protest. Parkway West delays inbound. Green Tree to the Fort Pitt Tunnel. Next to six minutes there. Outbound, also a little heavy approaching Green Tree. 
outbound Parkway East. Couple extra minutes delay approaching the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. We are hanging on to some heavy backups on northbound 79 with a uh, truck accident in the right lane at 51. You're jammed up from 60 on up, about 11 minutes extra there. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, the answer. Weather. This evening, we'll have a shower or thunderstorm in spots, otherwise partly cloudy skies tonight. It'll be warm with a low of 67. Tomorrow, we'll see partial sunshine with a shower or thunderstorm in spots in the morning, turning less humid in the afternoon. Tomorrow's high, 81. Sunday will be mostly sunny and pleasant. Sunday, will have a high of 75. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. So, are you feeling sufficiently guilty? You should be about everything, especially if you happen to be a white person. Uh, there are people out there saying that you need to apologize for your racism because you're probably a racist, even if you don't realize it. There's a new trend among the lunatic fringe on the left, and by the way, that uh, fringe keeps getting bigger. These things are called struggle sessions, and they're a real thing. John Daniel Davidson, political editor at The Federalist, knows all about him. He joins us now. John, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. So uh, what is a, uh, let's just start off with that. Uh, what, what is a struggle session? A struggle session was something that emerged during the Chinese Cultural Revolution where uh, students and members of the Communist Party would target um, the bourgeois, the middle class, the professional class, and would drag people out into the streets, humiliate them, force them to uh, recant from of their bourgeois beliefs and lifestyle, um, force them to sort of plead for forgiveness, sort of show trials uh, and mass demonstrations that were targeted at um, people who were deemed to be insufficiently sympathetic to the proletariat. It was widespread uh, and it was often violent. And the point of it was to terrorize normal uh, Chinese citizens into uh, submitting to the communist regime. So, so this was a uh, a planned thing, and a, and and somebody said, "Okay, it's time for a struggle session, and we're going to have one." And tomorrow at eight o'clock, I mean, this is a, a an organized government effort to to just shame people and expose them as uh, bad citizens. And, and really terrorize, as I say, the, the, the middle class, the professional class into uh, being quiescent and going along with the uh, communist revolution and, and getting on board. So they didn't have to do it to everybody. They just had to do it to some people to make an example out of them. And you can look up pictures of the Chinese Cultural Revolution. They would hang signs around people's necks and they would publicly berate them. Uh, they would they would put uh, you know hats on them and they would and they would they would do things to humiliate and and denigrate them in, in really these really public forums. Uh, you know, uh, and the the effect was. Uh, was that you had people who were middle-class bourgeois sorts of people getting on board uh, with the communist revolution because they didn't want it to happen to them. Well, now, I want to get to that a little bit more on that in a second, but let's just uh, talk about the recent ones that you referred to in your piece today at the Federalist as harbingers of the future of mainstream American society. It's pretty scary, actually, if if that's where we're headed. Yeah, absolutely. You see these images right now amidst all the images of looting and protests and rioting and clashes with police. You see these other images of groups of white people kneeling down before uh, black people or white people sitting on the ground or kneeling with their hands in the air, uh, chanting these affirmations of white guilt and uh, avowing their allegiance to Black Lives Matter movement. And these are versions of, of struggle sessions. Now, of course, no one's forcing these people to do it. Uh, so it's not quite uh, exactly like what happened in communist China. But it is a, a harbinger, I think, of, of what's coming and what's coming because you see this in corporate America, too. How many emails have you gotten from random corporations expressing their support for Black Lives Matter, standing in solidarity with the protesters? 
you know, expressing your outrage over the death of George Floyd. These are these are preemptive actions, I think, that a lot of people are taking so that they are on the the right side of history. They want there to be no question about where their allegiances lie. Their allegiances lie with Black Lives Matter and uh, the progressive policy agenda of, of, of the left wing that's behind this movement that really is the embodiment of this movement. And they're doing it in many cases as a way to say, don't hurt me. Don't harm my business. Don't target me and my community. We're on your side and, and we'll do whatever we need to do to make sure that you know that and everybody knows that. And that's why I say it's a harbinger of things to come because increasingly in mainstream, you will not be able to participate in mainstream American life unless you affirm publicly these certain ideological preferences. Yeah. uh, And so is, is this uh, the inevitable result of, of where identity politics was eventually going to take us? If it, I mean, is eventually going to, or has already? I think it is. I think this percolated, through academia over decades and is now uh, percolated through the media and has found its way into mainstream American life. Uh, This is what's behind things like the New York Times' 1619 project that Mm -hmm. posits the, you know, main reason for the American Revolution was to protect slavery, which is not true, but that that, that doesn't stop their message from getting through that. And the message is that America as such the American constitutional system as such, American liberal society as such, is evil, is the source of all societal ills, is irredeemably racist and corrupt, and has to be torn down. That's what's happening here. And, and it's, now it's in the mainstream, these ideas that we thought might stay on campus, that might stay in academia, are now uh, in the mainstream of American life. We had Democratic senators today in the Senate rotunda, kneeling in, 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 as an expression of solidarity with the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, we have elected public officials calling for the abolishing or the, uh, uh, the, the abolition of police forces in certain cities. Uh, you know, this is mainstream stuff now. Yeah, you know, just as an aside here, the expression, I was thinking about this today, the, the expression Black Lives Matter, the slogan, um, it's directed, I guess it's directed at me, and I'm supposed to uh, uh, accept it because up until I saw that slogan, I didn't think black lives mattered. It's, it's who didn't think that black lives mattered? That, that's, I don't, that's kind of an annoying uh, slogan that you're not allowed to even question the, 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 uh, the use of it. That's right. And it's designed that way, I think, too, you know, by responding to the statement Black Lives Matter by saying all lives matter is now seen to be racist and you can lose your job over it, as uh, as we've seen, as we've seen uh, recently. Uh, Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it's not designed. None of this is designed to foster dialogue or uh, the open exchange of ideas or even to tolerate any disagreement. It's, it's designed explicitly not to tolerate any disagreement between people. Uh, the, uh, and that's what I mean when I, one of the things that I mean when I say it, the point here is to tear down the American system, the, the American civil society. You know, the American system is a system where we can disagree, uh, but live in peace. That's not what these people want. They don't want to live in peace uh, if, if it means that there will be people out there that disagree with them. And not, not that, I don't mean disagree with them about you know, police reform or police abuse or anything like that. Disagree with them on a whole range of uh, policy propositions and ideological preferences ranging from uh, you know, uh, transgenderism to abortion to gay marriage to uh, you know, tax policy to almost everything you can imagine. Uh, disagreement is, is what they don't want, and and uh, and their movement is designed to crush disagreement. Now, you, now you, early uh, a few minutes ago, you, you you were talking about how this is uh, this is what that was happening in China, uh, and I'm just wondering: is are are the are leftists that um, organized that they are actually they actually picked this up from from 
red communist red china and and uh they're they're running with it now or is just something that's just kind of evolved and ended up um looking a lot like that i don't think there's any question that they they have studied the, the socialist revolutions uh throughout history and in other countries uh and, and have uh, methodologically imitated them here and are imitating them here it, the parallels are too close and, uh, and folks on the left, as I said, this started in academia. You know, smart people are behind this, uh, and, and they know what they're doing, and, and what they're doing is on purpose. It's not, this isn't a random thing, uh, and, and, and there's a reason that you're seeing it crop up now in places that you didn't see it before, corporate America, big tech, mainstream media, uh, you know, the, the leaders of major political parties. Uh, are now saying things that only fringe academics said, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago. Um, so, so this is, you know, there, there, there is an ideology behind this. It, there, there's a program of action behind this. And, uh, and it's very intentional, I think. Uh, and it needs to be identified and called out for what it is, because it doesn't, it doesn't augur well for uh, life in America. We're talking to John Daniel Davidson. He's the political editor at the... Uh federalist and he wrote a piece about struggle sessions it's kind of a new term in, at least in, in america uh but there has a history to it and uh you may be required to be involved in one one of these days um so you mentioned uh people being canceled uh and in your piece you talk about the the sportscaster out in sacramento who he lost his job because he i think it was because he said all lives matter that was it for him he was gone Two jobs. Actually. He didn't even he didn't even know that saying all lives matter was something that you know contradicted apparently contradicts the statement of Black Lives Matter. He was he was in other words he was trying to express solidarity. I, I think he was an older guy. Maybe he's just out of touch. He, he's not paying attention. And he said what is for most people a common sense thing: all lives matter. He tweeted this out every single one. Um, yeah. And that was enough for him to lose his career, to lose his uh, talk show program, sports talk show program, to lose everything. He's, he's, you know, decades of work as a sportscaster are now gone for this guy um, because he made the mistake of saying the wrong thing. And, uh, uh, and this is, I think, the kind, this is what I'm talking about when I say, if you want to have a professional career in America, in mainstream society, if you want to have a platform, if you want to have any kind of a public persona, uh, you're going to have to say the right things and you're going to have to kneel, as it were, uh, to the ideological preferences of the left. Uh, and, and the reason I say that is because the left is taking over and has taken over all the major institutions of cultural and civic life in America, from big tech and social media to Hollywood to major sports franchises, academia, the media, uh, and increasingly uh, government at, the, at, at all levels. Uh, you know, so th- this is, this is, we have to be aware of what's going on, and, and we have to be clear about it, uh, because this is happening now, and we're going to see more and more of it. Yeah, and this guy in San Francisco, the sportscaster, what surprised me uh, and kind of really disappointed me, he didn't fight it at all. He just immediately no. surrendered. He didn't say. Okay. He didn't even take the time to say, "Listen, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, please forgive me. Uh, I want my job back." He just said, "Okay, I'm done." He left. That's right. Because I mean, in a sense, uh, you know, he had the wherewithal to know that apologizing doesn't get you anywhere. You know, the, the apologizing, asking for forgiveness. You know, when the mob comes for you and you're canceled, <laughs> you're canceled. That's it. Uh, you, you, you can't, there's nothing you could say or do to, to redeem yourself, which is the problem with, with this sort of left wing identity politics ideology is that it is just as doctrinaire and dogmatic as any religion, except that it doesn't have a concept of forgiveness or redemption in it because it's all about power. This is about seizing power. This is about wielding power and they they think that the moment is theirs, and so they are going to seize power, and uh, they don't need you, and they don't need your apology. What they need is for you to get out of the way and go away forever. That's what they need, and, and that's what they, they push for in these situations. 
Very scary. Uh, finishing up here, uh, Joe Biden. Uh, I think he. I think he, I, he would be considered, you know, kind of a traditional Democrat uh, up until the last, I don't know, twenty minutes. But I mean, he's been. Yeah. Um, always, he he can't apologize enough. He can't he can't go far enough to the left every day uh, to satisfy a, a, enough people. I mean, he's he's going to go off the cliff, isn't he? If he goes any further left. The guy has had to repudiate his entire 40-year career in public life just to get the Democratic nomination. And it's crazy because you think usually once a candidate has secured the nomination of their party, traditionally they sort of tack to the center. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, if they're Republican, yeah. you know, they tack further to the left. If they're Democrat, they tack further to the right because you want to win a general election. You want to get independence and people in the other party to vote for you. But that's not what we're seeing from Joe Biden because he can't afford to do it. He knows that, that, that the left wing of, his, of the Democratic base will abandon him if he doesn't keep, uh, you know, affirming these progressive shibboleths and, and keep affirming the most radical version of identity politics that he'll lose the support of the left wing of his party. And so he, he's, as you say, he used to be a kind of moderate guy, considered a moderate guy. And a lot of his record uh, reflects that. But he's had to repudiate almost everything about his entire political career in order to get the nomination and run for president as a Democrat. John, I'm out of time. I, I, this is one of those cases where I hope you're 100% wrong on this. But I'm, <laughs> I'm really afraid you're not. Thanks for being here, though. Well, thanks. I hope I'm wrong, too. Thanks for having me. Okay, that's John Daniel Davidson of The Federalist. Check the piece out at thefederalist.com, and I'll be right back. Investment advisory services offered through Sound Income Strategies, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisory firm. Have you been putting off opening your retirement account statements because you're afraid of what you might see? If you were caught in the recent correction, you know that watching your savings evaporate in the market is devastating. We're the Retirement Income Store, and our message is clear. It's time to stop crossing your fingers and toes, hoping for growth. There is another more conservative way to plan for income without all the risk, using interest and dividends. Call 888-888-4176 now to learn how the Retirement Income Store can help during these uncertain times. 888-888-4176. We'll send you our Retirement Income Income kit with five educational tools, including David Scranton's best-selling book, 888-888-4176. The Retirement Income Store, where retirees go for income. Call 888-888-4176 now. We're all thinking a lot more about staying safe these days. Windows R Us Pittsburgh is no different. This is John Steigerwald. When it comes to working around your home, Windows R Us remains committed to the safety of you and your family. For roofs, gutters and downspouts, siding, and, of course, windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can answer the call. With over 50 years of home remodeling experience, Windows R Us has earned its reputation as the area's premier exterior replacement company. And all work will be done in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines. If you've had damage, you may be eligible for free repair or replacement. Visit windowsrustpittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. You'll love their no-pressure approach, no hidden fees, and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry. From a company that will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty, why pay double? Trust the area's premier exterior replacement company. That's Windows or Us Pittsburgh.com. Windows or Us Pittsburgh.com. Gold. It's soaring. Are you missing it? If you have an IRA or 401k, you probably are. Less than 1% hold physical gold. We've been told by Wall Street it's for crazy people. Really? What's crazy about an asset that beats stocks two to one? I'm Adam Barada, national best-selling author of the book, Gold is a Better Way, owner of Advantage Gold, an Inc. 5000 member, and highest-rated gold IRA firm in the world. Gold is booming because gold is really about debt, and global debt is a pandemic. If you have an IRA or 401k, I want to give you my book for free. That's right, free. Text GOLD to 49776. That's the word GOLD to 49776. Learn why gold will outperform pumped-up stocks from this point forward. Turn your IRA into a wealth growth machine. 
Text the word GOLD to 49776. It's time to stop being crazy. Text GOLD to 49776. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy. This is the John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250, The Answer. This uh, idea of just getting rid of police is uh, starting to uh, pick up some steam. It's really hilarious. I think what all this means is that Donald Trump is going to win Minnesota big, but Elon Omar, uh, who married her brother at one time, uh, called for the disbanding of the police department in a tweet today. She says, the Minneapolis Police Department has proven themselves beyond reform. It's time to disband them and reimagine public safety in Minneapolis. Thank you to MPLS Ward 3 for your leadership on this. She's referring to a city councilman uh, named Steve Fletcher, who uh, said several of us on the council are working on finding out what it would take to disband the MPD, that's Minneapolis Police Department, and start fresh with a community-oriented, nonviolent public safety and outreach capacity. That's what he said in a tweet on Tuesday. And Elon is on board. Now, what they need to do is have a nice meeting with the crime-committing community, have them come in and discuss it. What would make the crime-committing uh, community happy? Uh, would it be? Uh, I don't know. I guess they could. I guess they could have struggle sessions, like we talked about in our last segment. Um, uh, you know, uh, maybe picnics. I don't know. Um, but it sounds like a great idea. Eliminate cops. You know, Elon Omar has. I'm sure she has access to uh, great security as a, a congressperson if she wants one. If she wants it. Um, I, I, I just don't think that that would be a real popular notion if you um, talk to people in the uh, black neighborhoods, the people in the black neighborhoods who are not members of the crime-committing community, which is most of them. I don't think that they would. Uh, I don't think that they would be all that happy about getting rid of the police. They probably would actually prefer more cops and less of the crime-committing community hanging around on the street. So good luck with that. And Donald Trump keeps getting more votes in Minnesota every day. I'll talk to you on Friday. Thanks. Bye. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of the Answer Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group.